Hi, and welcome back to HFC. Uh, this week's episode is focused on 1 Peter 3.17. This verse says, For it is better to suffer for doing good, if that should be God's will, than for doing evil. Honestly, this verse has been heavily on my mind right now, um, especially considering the things that I've been getting involved in. It sounds kind of weird, but I just I don't want to share too many details. I just don't feel like it's it's something that when it comes to time, like I'd talk about it, but at this moment I wouldn't talk about it. Anyway, um, lately this verse has been on my mind as I traverse further in my relationship between God um, and myself, specifically in the area of building faith. I feel like I, like so many other people, have so far enjoyed a life of comfiness and have sought a life of comfiness and have wanted a life of comfiness who even though i don't know sorry even though i know that having god's peace doesn't require necessitate nothing happening and everything being good and all that stuff it's still what i've always hoped for and longed for just to be able to just relax and exist and not have to do too much and doing kind of keeping the relationship there, but not necessarily upkeeping or growing it. Yet over the past eight years, God has been confronting this habit of mine. He's consistently shown me that the biggest changes in my life have happened in those situations of uncomfortableness, where I was so uncomfortable with where I was at and so frustrated with what I was doing or or what was happening to me, that I had no other choice than to seek him out and to reach and kind of deep dive, leap into the relationship that I had with him and to seek out his help. And it became more necessary because of the uncomfortables than when we have that comfiness. I feel like my eyes have been opened more and more recently to how God has moved and how God has provided for me. I think back to college and one of the biggest fears that I had when I was in like middle school was how am I going to afford college? Like, cause I already, I knew I didn't want to get student debts cause that sounded, um, to go into debt for student loans because that sounded horrible. And I was like, Oh my God, I can't do that. That, that freaked me out. And so God's blessing that I found a scholarship that covered my first two years. And then if I stayed at that school, I would get covered for the rest of the four years. And so what happened was I remember going into, um, eighth grade already knowing that I wanted to do this. Um, ninth grade, I was looking at it and I was um, preparing to do dual enrollment. I was the only 10th grader in dual enrollment. And then the next semester when people saw that I was doing it, people joined and they were like, and now it's very commonplace to have sophomores doing it. I remember my guidance counselor when I told her that I wanted to take the ACT in my ninth grade year because this is just this plan that God had given me that I needed to go and do this in order to afford it. And I don't... I don't necessarily know that it was God-given, and I don't mean to say that to take away from God's um, blessing or whatever. I'm, I mean it more like I was so anxious that I like had done all this research and I decided that I was going to do it, and I totally and fully believe that God gave me the grace and, and mercy to get through that situation because it was very it affected me in lots of ways that I am not quite able to talk about in certain situations. The important part was I found myself coming up against adversity. And I remember my guidance counselor telling me that I was crazy for doing that, um, for taking the ACT in ninth grade, because I was going to, you know, they give out waivers for high schoolers. And um, 
She said I was going to waste one of my waivers because there was no way I was going to score high enough. And lo and behold, I scored, I think, for that, um, what I was trying to go for, it was like four points above what I needed. And then for the program that I had like um, looked into afterwards, I was um, one point above what I needed. And so here I am, you know, blessed with the intelligence that God had given me and blessed with, I guess I kind of don't let things go until I find a solution, which kind of hurts me in some ways, but in other ways helps me. Anyway, I was able to get through this. And then my remember, my fear was that I wasn't going to be able to pay for college. And so come the time that I actually graduated from high school and I was going to the school to stay at there because they had promised full tuition. Not only did I have that scholarship, I had another two scholarships that, so it came to the point where not only were my books and my um, tuition paid, I actually had extra money from my scholarships. So it went from me believing that I wouldn't have enough to pay for school and that I was going to have to go into debt to me having more than enough because of God's you know, mercy and, and blessings that are over my life. And I know if you kind of have any kind of semblance about my life and you've maybe tracked it, you're like, wait a minute, at least maybe you think it, um, you didn't have a relationship with God until you were 18. And I didn't. <clears throat> and honestly, it wasn't even that great at 18. My relationship with God hasn't gotten better until the past, until like I was 21 it went for a bigger change when I became 23 and my grandfather passed away. And now it's just slowly been growing and it's reached a point where I fall and it's almost like I immediately pick myself back up. Well, not, I don't immediately pick myself back up, but I'm immediately reaching out to God and asking for forgiveness. Whereas when I was 18, it was like, oop, disappeared for months, came back, disappeared for months, came back, and it just was back and forth. But anyway, the blessings and things that I've received were not because of my own relationship with God, but because of the previous generations where God has does mention that blessings will go from generation to generation. All this to say, in times of need, when we find ourselves requiring, requiring God, He always will reach out. And so, I hope I'm connecting this right, but the whole point of that I'm trying to say is, I've begun to realize that in putting ourselves when we find ourselves in situations where we're uncomfortable, that's when we begin to seek out God because we can't do it in ourselves. And when we begin to seek and seek out God, that builds our faith and that builds our relationship with Him. And I've always thought like, you know, you just pray and you're like, I don't know what to pray about. Well, perhaps part of the reason we don't have anything to pray about is because we're not kind of pushing ourselves. And I'm not saying that like, you know, we should go out and do things in, in, in and of ourselves in trying to do things that aren't necessarily God's will for our life, because um, I've talked about it before, body of Christ, you know, we each have our own individual purpose. That doesn't mean we should follow after someone else and try to do what God has for them. He may also have that for us, but he also may have something different. What I'm trying to say is, how often do we ask God to put us in an uncomfortable situation so that we can grow? Because the truth of the matter is, our faith doesn't grow Our ability to rely on God doesn't grow until we put ourselves in an uncomfortable situation. In a way, this isn't necessarily what that verse is talking about. I feel like that's what God's been speaking to me lately, both through a book that I've been reading, but also through um, what I've been doing and and what I've been having faith in God or what I've been doing that's been building my faith with God. Because as I find myself in the situation where I'm like, I don't think I'm going to be able to do it today. I find myself, oh, I feel sick. I, I can't possibly do it today. Or I don't think I have the energy to do that today. I don't think I have the capability of doing that today. 
I say I almost laughed at one point because I didn't have the necessary the necessary equipment to do something, and in my mind, I immediately realized there was a part of me that said, "Let's just give up. Let's just stop. Like this isn't even worth it. Like honestly, like why did I even start this in the first place?" And as I had that thought, there was a part of me that realized, and I started laughing and thinking, "How close must I be to?" finally coming to one of those changes that I've so long desired for and sought after that something that small that um, Satan would jump on it and try to make it this huge big thing. And I started laughing and I'm like, wow, so what I'm doing must be right because everything in me is like, just stop. Like, you're too tired for this. You don't have enough energy. And in a way, like, I honestly recognize that I don't have the energy for it. I don't, I find myself like, I probably shouldn't be doing this. I feel terrible. At one point, I thought I had a fever. I'm like, I should just, you know, take a nap, rest, and just, you know, maybe pick this up another day. It's no big deal. Like, it's whatever. Like, it's not going to hurt to take a break for one day. But I felt called to verses that told me things like, I can rest in the Lord and find strength. Verses that said things like, for it is better to suffer for doing good, if that should be God's will, than for doing evil. I found myself thinking about verses where it talks about by his wounds we are healed through he was pierced for our transgressions and for our illnesses and diseases. I found myself thinking on verses like Isaiah 40, 31, which says, and I didn't know what Isaiah 40, 31, I just know that I'd read it previously, that says, but they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Finding myself just depending more and more on his word when I can't depend on my own physical body or my own capabilities to do what I feel he has called me to do in this moment. And in so doing, I've realized that it is better to suffer for doing good. Not because, you know, I want to suffer, I want to put myself through pain and all that, but it's because in this suffering is when we have a chance and an opportunity to rest and rely on God in a way that we previously wouldn't have. And so my thought is, if I'm not currently suffering, and this is where it's going to get a little crazy, is, and it's kind of what the book was saying now that I'm thinking about it, then I have no reason to rely on God. If nothing is changing, nothing is moving, I'm not doing something, you know, where I have to depend on him, then I have no reason to have a relationship with him. So that's why sometimes in those occasions, we find it difficult to have a relationship with God. And so lately, I've been feeling the importance to ask God, what can I be doing right now? How can I make myself uncomfortable? How can I move beyond my own comfortableness, what I'm currently resting in, so that I have to push myself in ways that make me rely on you? Because if I can't naturally rely on you because because of my natural inclination to sin, then how can I push myself in a way that will cause me to rely on you, that will require me to rely on you, which will necessitate me to rely on you and to need a relationship with him? Because if I know that relationship with God is the most important thing that I can do, if I know that if I know that Romans 12, 3 says, For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. If I know that faith is what God looks at in terms of value, and I know that by pushing myself into situations where I'm not necessarily comfortable, but I am God-led because I, I'm asking him, Lord, push me into something where I'm not comfortable. Push me into something where I need you. Push me into something where I have to build my faith on you and build this relationship where I'm not 
capable of staying where I am, where I'm not capable of staying in this sinning life that I'm in, where I'm not capable of staying at the level that I'm at, where I have to lean on you, the faith and having a relationship with God and acknowledging the relationship I have with God is the most important thing. If it is the only thing I need in this life, and I guess this is what I've always felt like, where is that desperation? Where is the desperation? Like, I've realized it. I know that God is important to me, but I've always kind of felt like, where is my desperation? Where is my desire? Why do I feel so just meh? And it's it's beginning to click in my mind that the reason I've always felt very bland about God and like, I have no desire for his word. I have no desire to pray is because I've allowed myself to sit in this comfortableness. I've allowed myself to stay in a position where God has helped me to get here, but instead of finding rest in God, I'm finding rest in the situation with which I'm finding myself in because I'm used to it. God taught me to do the things that I'm doing at this moment, and I learned that, but I haven't yet leaned on him to learn something else. I haven't asked him what he taught me these things for. Instead, I'm just using the things that he's taught me to do in order to support myself and to lean on myself and to kind of, in a way, worship myself because I'm focusing on my livelihood. I'm focusing on my benefit. I'm focusing on the glory of myself. I hope this is making sense. It's. It feels like it's finally beginning to click in my head as I push myself into this walk of, I find myself with my eyes open to the ways that God has been faithful to me, that God has pursued me and watched over me and protected me, and how in a weird way, everything he has ever done for me has led up to this moment. And I can't help but feel like this is a test. And so despite the fact that I felt like I was kind of dying this morning, not really, but I was like, I might go need to go to the doctor or the hospital because I really did not feel that well. I prayed and I said, Lord, I know what my body is saying. And I know that it I don't feel great. I feel lightheaded. I feel horrible right now. I feel tired. I'm not going to deny the the honest reality that my body doesn't feels like it needs a break, like it can't keep doing. Like I need to rest instead of doing what you've called me to do. At the same time, I understand that even if I should suffer for righteousness sake, that I will be blessed. That even if for some reason I pass out because I've overdone it, that even then I'll be blessed, but at the same time realizing that I won't pass out because I know that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, because I know that those who seek after God will soar upon, that those who seek out God, those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength, that they shall mount up with wings like eagles, they shall run and not be weary, they shall walk and not faint. And so as I find myself doing what he has been asking me to do lately, stepping into that faith, taking that step slash leap of faith, I find myself being restored and and feeling better than I had before I started. My body's telling me, you need to take a break. You're 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 pushing it. Uh just take a take a rest. Oh, what's what does it matter if you don't do one week of of a podcast? Relax, take a week off, like just calm down. Like you're pushing yourself. But at the same time, there is something, well not something, but this the the spirit that God has planted within me, the spirit self that that was made when God formed me, is a little bit louder, whispering, "Keep going." If you are suffering for God, then that means you're on the right track. It's encouraging me, saying, 
don't give up. He's here with you. It's a weird feeling, but beautiful all in the same. And, and I can't help but realize that every moment of my past eight years from when I was, oops, nope, 10 years, from the moment I was 15 to the moment that I am at now, to the moment where I was 15 and I first started having, well, maybe 14, when I first started having the issues that I was having, to this moment now where I'm realizing that all of it was part of a plan that God had put me through this. And it's one thing to read the word. It's another for God to open your eyes to how the word is true for your life. And honestly, that's another thing I've been praying for, for God to open my eyes to the reality of his word working through my life. And it's things like seeing how God provided for me when I was trying to go to college, how he gave me not just enough, but more than enough that he provided exceedingly and abundantly, more than I could ever think or imagine, how he has called me to things that I love that I thought I could never share with anyone, like singing or writing music. In every way, it's like everything that I thought was an, an impossibility, everything that I thought was too crazy to imagine, he has said, think bigger. I've said one thing and he said, think bigger. And I've said another and he said, think bigger. Don't just settle. Don't insult me by assuming that I cannot give you the greatest desires of your heart. Of course, things that are according to his will. But <clears throat> I started a journey in my faith when I was 23. Sorry, 24. Started this last year. I asked God for some things in my life and I got too comfortable. I said, whoa, that's too real. I can't do that. That's impossible. I leaned on myself and because of that, I failed. And I'd like to think that I would be somewhere different and Honestly, 25, sorry, 20, no, it started when I was 23 then. When I turned 24, I was like, okay, keep going, keep going, keep going. And it's just like slowly I gave up and I was like, it's too late. You know, he told me a year. It was like in my mind, everything is always sought to keep me comfortable. Don't think like that. That's too bold. Don't think like that. That's too crazy. <laughs> You're just imagining things. God could never ask that of you. You could never do that. God could never call you to do that. There's multiple times where I've said I can't do that, but I do it anyway because I'm like, you know what? Singing at church, I've had full-on voice cracks where it seems impossible. Like I will not be able to sing at all and... I'll go through with it. And people say I sounded really great. And I'll have silent moments where I talk to God. I'm like, God, you make no sense. If I was going to sound great anyway, why have me go through the awkward moment of my voice cracking horribly during practice? But it's all to learn to rely on him, to have that faith, the steadfast faith, because that's what we're going to require when things get tough. And honestly, I'd rather suffer on my own terms than suffer Regardless, one of the things that came to mind when I was thinking this was thinking of chores. Because one of the things, um, uh, like a, a Spanish saying used to be that you're going to do it for the good or you're going to do it for the bad. Like you're going to do it anyway, but you're either going to do it with a good attitude or you're going to do it with a bad attitude. Um, and I can't say it in Spanish. I'm horrible at Spanish. But um, sorry, I think of it in that way because suffering is a part of growing closer to God. Suffering is a part of living in the world. There is suffering everywhere. Suffering is a, rea a reality of life. There are sicknesses and diseases. But we step into the suffering and in and of our own accord. If we're stepping into the faith, realizing, okay, I'm actively doing this. If we're understanding the battle that's going on, then it's in a way easier than stepping into a battle where we don't know what's going on because we can say, okay, I'm realizing what I'm getting myself into. 
I'm realizing I need to be praying. Lord, open my eyes. Lord, keep me alert to what you're doing in my life and just keep fueling me with your word and your peace and your guidance and your mercy. Just be with me, Lord, because I cannot do this without you. In a way, it's better to suffer like this than to step into something unwillingly. Anyway, um, that's it for today's message. I just want to remind you, or rather open your eyes to the, to the fact that suffering isn't something that God does. It's something that brings us closer to God, but it's not even necessarily suffering itself. It's kind of the difficulty that comes of the change. And as we push ourselves to change more and more and to go further and further into God, and as we get out of our comfort zone, that's when we begin to rely on God. And that's when we begin to see the faith that we've always desired. That's when we begin to build the faith that we've always wanted. That's when we begin to defeat those things that feel so powerful, feel impossible to defeat because we're pushing and forcing ourselves to rely on God. And as we rely on God, we rely on them less. We're incapable of hearing them because if we begin to listen to them, we begin to fail horribly here. And so when we push ourselves into a change and we push ourselves into a situation where we have no option other than to listen to God, we have to listen to God. We're forced to listen to God so we can't listen to those other things. And that's when our life begins to change. And as I find myself in the situation where I can only listen to God, and if I listen to anyone else, this is going to completely blow up in my face, where I have no choice other than to listen to God, I find those voices quieting. I find those voices disappearing. I find those voices melting away as I had always wanted and desired them to do. And so if you're truly desiring <clears throat> for those voices to go away, you're asking for the wrong prayer. We all know that the temptations, the addictions, and the spirits are because of those, because of a lack of a relationship with God. Yes, rebuke them and ask God to remove them, but at the same time, they're going to come back if you don't make a change. If you stay in the same location, they're going to like, oh yeah, he's just right there. Let's go back. Like, huh, really hard to find him or her. But if you say, God, rebuke them, Lord, get them out of my life. And then you ask ask God, Lord, lead me into something where I need to rely on you so that I can build a better relationship with you and get out of this place that I'm currently at. So that those guys, those spirits, those people can never find me again, where I can step further into you, Lord, find myself more and more in your presence, Lord, strengthened more and more by you. Then that's when we begin to find the freedom that we've always desired, the freedom that we've always longed for, the promises, the blessings that we've always longed for, the things that God has called us to. But if we're staying stationary, how can we ever expect to find the things that we wanted? That's like standing in the middle of the room and knowing that your keys or something are somewhere in the room, but you don't look for them. You don't go after them. You're just expecting them to find you themselves. That's insanity. Anyways, as always, let's go ahead and end this with prayer. Dear God, first of all, thank you for being there for us always and guiding us and giving us your mercy and understanding. Lord, I just pray as we find ourselves on the verge, on the fence of whether or not we should begin to push into uncomfortableness, push into things where we have to rely on you. You remind us that how you have been faithful in the past, how you have been faithful in the right now, how you are being faithful. And give us word to rely on so that we can remember that you've always been faithful. You've always been the God that was there, that provided, that watched over, that protected. Lord, I just pray that you forgive us of our sins, Lord. That you forgive us for our laxness, for being stagnant in you, for not moving forward, Lord. Because we all have moments of this, Lord. Forgive us for that. Help us to forgive ourselves. Give us a desire for your word and 
a desire to push into the uncomfortableness because we know that's going to help us to lean more on you and to build the relationship with you that we've always wanted. Lord, I pray that you forgive us of our sins. Lead us not into temptation. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of HFC. Um, sorry if I sounded weird. I am kind of feeling weird still, but um, you know, believe in I'm healed. One last verse I wanted to share with you was 1 Peter 3, 14. It says, But even if you should suffer for righteousness' sake, you will be blessed. Have no fear of them or be troubled. So even when you do suffer with God, there's still blessings versus suffering without God and, you know, you're just suffering. Anyway, have a God-blessed week. Thank you for listening. Bye.